0: Hi guys! Hey, Welcome to Tenberry. Ba- <laughs> I thought I thought it was a call and response. No. Hey. hey India! <laughs>
1: That's how I was going for it.
0: Oh, actually, <laughs> that could be a a good thing. Here we let's go. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Restart
1: let's it. Restart go,
2: yeah.
0: it. Hi guys. Yeah. Welcome to Ten Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is India, and I have not read every book in the main series. I actually have read um maybe seven and a half of them. Well, yeah, maybe eight, I don't know. With me today are my three besties.
2: <gasps> wow.
0: My first bestie and foremost, PB Peter. Welcome. How you feeling, bud?
3: A fucking Hot as hell, baby. What's up? Cooking with oil. Wow.
0: We are sizzling. It is steamy today. Second, but not second in my heart. Josh, how you feeling?
1: I am hungover a little bit, but you know what? We're here.
0: Sounds like a good night. And third, but first and second in my life as well. AJ, how's it going?
2: Hello, I'm good. I'm honestly a little worried. Pete's got an alternative recording set up this week. and I'm worried that the microphone's not on. The microphone is on. Does it not sound on? I know. I'm just, I'm just, no, it sounds on. I'm just always worried whenever anything changes about any of our setups. Well,
0: that is fair. That is fair. (laughs) Things tend to go wrong on this crazy (laughs) podcast we call life.
3: That's deep, dude. Can I tell you guys a secret? Oh, please. No. Indy is the host.
0: Steal my thunder, why don't you, Peter?
3: I was like, "Wouldn't know, it be really funny if, when I started the podcast, I said I was like horny as hell?" You know, I thought that would be a funny joke that our podcast listeners might like.
1: <laughs> but um, you went, you went to
2: hottest. Yeah, you went I backed hot, out yeah.
3: because I felt like I was being too lewd. And then it felt like, <laughs> honestly, I thought of this idea three weeks ago. So then it was like, man, you've been sitting on this rad joke for a long time. You didn't even you you backed out at the last minute. So Jesus. Um, I guess I would just like to say I'm I'm sorry to the fans for disappointing you. Um, And that's all I'm sorry. Thank you, everybody.
0: I am consistently horny all the time. Could it just be my period? Maybe. But we should also, if you actually, you know what? Let's not get into this because this is not what this is about. Um,
3: (laughs) But that's
0: what you get when I'm hosting the show. So, before I get into explaining uh, the menstruation cycle to you, (laughs) we might as well get into chapter 13.
3: Fuck yeah. Similar vibes. Nice, (sighs) nice. (laughs) What were you going to say, Pete? Well, I was was going to say that, you know, menstruation is like a cycle, and like civilizations and time is like a cycle. So when you think about it, but I feel like that's kind of a reach, you know.
0: I definitely don't think it's a reach. In fact, I, there multiple phases it's cyclical yeah
3: people menstruate in these books so
1: not a sentence I was ready for this morning (laughs) um
0: we're fast and loose it's kind of like the uncut version except cut yeah um yeah all right I hate to read so and write so AJ did both thanks AJ (laughs) (laughs) AJ does it all chapter 13
2: Gruntel and the rest of the Trigal Trade Guild crew are accosted by the dead in Hood's Warren. Gruntel notices that the army of dead is marching in the same direction. Emerging onto a small island, Quell says that there's no longer a gate to Hood's realm. Sweetest Sufferance tells Faint about the Revenants. Faint asks how Sweetest's grandfather was around when Hood took the Revenants. Sweetest talks about the Merchants of Blood, the army that will fight on defiance last. A final battle. Quell thinks all the guild's warren travel is scarring the universe. He says the dead sleep no more. Precious Thimble thinks about her place amongst the Bull Brothers, as Ambi and Yula fight over her. She recalls her rite of passage spent buried in peat to separate her soul from her body. Gruntle and Mappo see Precious Thimble's ethereal form return to her body. Gruntle dreams that he is a massive tiger. He is approached by early humans and can understand them. They say there's a leopard hunting them, and Gruntel begins his hunt. Finding the leopard, she explains that her soul has also traveled through time. She tells Gruntel that they are both ridden. They part ways. In Dragnipur, Ditch is brought to the top of the pile of bodies in the wagon bed by Draconus. Here, Ditch meets Cataspala, the brother of Andorist's wife. Kataspala rambles about patterns and tells Ditch that he had tried to kill Draconis to clean the sword. Kataspala says that Ditch is the Nexus. Ditch asks how Kataspala came to be blind, and he says that he blinded himself after seeing what Rake had done to his sister and Andorist. Apsalar thinks about how her biggest mistake was trying to stab Anamanda Rake after he discovered her sneaking around Moonspawn. Under the wagon, she can sense the chaos storm growing closer. Back in Rujistan, rumors begin spreading about the Assassin's Guild getting too big for its britches. Ralak Nam talks with Kru about the guild and then goes for a walk. Thinking about how things used to be easier. In her garden, Thordy thinks about Gaz killing all those people in order to spare her life. She tells Gaz to be a plant, worry about nothing, until the harvest. Sortico Qualm goes to a meeting, Iscarl Pust in tow. The pair meet up with Lady Envy as she says goodbye to Fisher. Envy immediately grows tired of pust, but the Magus of Shadow says that he arrived here on a boat with Lady Spike. Cutter thinks about last night with Chalice, and how they've both grown. He does a lot of thinking, but resolves to meet with Chalice at a small apartment in the evening. Scalara is in the basement while the dead Malazans are buried. She thinks about the look Duiker had given her when he realized that she had inadvertently saved his life. Fisher arrives and pledges himself to the cause. Fisher says he can call in an old favor. There's a crash, and the crew discovers a dead Segula was in a cask. Krupp brings us around the city. Stoney can't sleep, Thorvald thinks about the guild rumors and wonders who the lady is. Harlow and his minder have both been whipped. Harlow tries to come up with a cover story, but Baynisk doesn't believe him. From deep in the mines, Dev Ad Anantol makes use of the imlava legs. He recalls Raced crushing his legs after he challenged the jag. He finds his stash of weapons hasn't moved. He thinks there is an empty throne waiting for him.
0: Coming to you, Josh. I know how much you love Grundle. Grundle?
1: Grundles are not this. We're talking about tool.
0: What is a grundle?
1: Grundle is a piece of toilet paper stuck to your butt.
3: What the fuck did you just say to me? You that can look it not, up on Urban
2: Dictionary. That is not what I was taught a grundle was growing up. That's what I've been taught a grundle is. I was taught that a grundle is just straight up the taint. What
1: is oh. going on? The only thing I know about the taint is whenever someone's like, what's the taint again? And I always respond up with, Well, it taint a dick and it taint an asshole because it's the spot between. I go. think that's so funny to me.
2: That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Okay. All that to say. Uh, <laughs> Grun- I do like grunt. This all out. This all is just so inappropriate. So let's, let's dial it back.
3: It's so funny. Recently, I've been like, maybe we should really have the show be more PG. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're already so deep in, Pete. We're not going to go and re-record the old stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're with the Trade Guild. We're going, we're going, you know, In hoods, little realm, and we see a bunch of like dead soldiers just like marching. We don't know where they're going. We don't know if they're running. We don't know if they're coming back. We don't know what's happening. What did you make of like this opening scene? Did you like it? Were you interested? Were you invested?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was sick just because anytime you're like, hey, we're gonna have a scene of this like flaming chariot blasting into the realm of the dead uh, and then has to fight their way through until they can blast out again, Team Rocket style. I mean, that's always gonna be really good for me. So lo- I love just like the goofiness of it to start. As far as the implications when I was reading this of like what was going on, um, I've stopped thinking about the implications. Uh, I've begun, I have this new strategy. Where when I when I'm not sure, I just go, Steve will tell me. Uh, And so at the time I was just like, look, they're going somewhere and Mm. I'm not going to know where or understand where until we're there in a POV. So uh, that was about as far as my brain went with it. But overall, pretty sick stuff.
3: Weirdly, I find myself pretty disconnected from a lot of this stuff. What? Listen, I love this. I love a good skeleton. Don't get me wrong. Are there bones involved? Please. It's like there's a there's the fun there's a fun wagon. I love these two characters. However, I don't know. I just I don't feel like isn't he here to do a job? Do you know what I mean? It. I don't know. It's, I don't feel like I have the personal buy in to the Trigall Trade Guild's work. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I kind of feel like I'm along with Gruntel as he does a
2: day job. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Is that not is that not what this is?
1: Yeah, that's how I felt too, and I like. Well, it. that's what I
2: yeah. mean. It's
3: exactly what it is, but I, I I don't know if I can get invested any more than just like oh, it's like fun that they're skeletons and blah blah blah, and then then you do the army of the dead stuff, which is a whole other thing, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I thought, again, I thought it was fun. I didn't think too much more past it. Um, when we get into a little stuff a little bit later where they start being like, maybe we're destroying the world with our tree Gold
2: trade guild stuff. I was like, I could not care less about that. You, wow, you you a- re- anti-environmentalist Josh Baker. <laughs>
0: is it Do environmental, you know how- though, or is it like I- intra-environmental?
2: Oh, is it
3: environmental or is it out environmental?
1: <laughs> yeah. For the record, though, These no, I do just charts. buy. I like to go buy non-stick pans and then just scrape the stuff off with metal and then throw it directly into the water stream. Really, just <laughs> yeah. really just speed this whole process right the fuck up. Well, the thing is, AJ, <laughs> even if this had yeah. a
3: negative effect on the world or something, kind of the market uh-huh. would correct it, uh-huh. and then right. over time. Yeah. <laughs> a kind of a competitor would arise and kind of self-correct,
2: so. Oh, yes, of course, the competitors. How could I forget? But also, guys,
0: where did, was there, okay, so I guess my question now is more so, like, I don't know if this is a real question or if this is just like a, a what do you think question, but was there a Hood's Gate before? Like, we always hear about it. Yes. Where the fuck did it go?
1: Well, we've seen Hood's Gate several times, the latest being when Talk was their last book. Mm.
0: You know, I always thought of, like, Hood's Gate is, like, Heaven's Gate, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is India, but also we've seen Heavens and stuff in this book, so, in these books, so. I don't know where it's gone, though. That is a big question, considering that, like, we, again, timelines, who knows, but, like, you know, less than a year or two ago, we saw Hood's Gate and it existed, so. Right something's happened since yeah
0: now if there is no hood's gate can people still die that's that seems
1: the, to be the question that's the
2: question yeah
0: is that yeah where is everyone
1: everyone that's dying right now where are they going like the malazans that to the bridge burners that just died are they just kind of chilling waiting somewhere which Unclear. bridge
0: burners that just died the ones in the in the tavern oh. blue pearl and
2: that's yeah okay.
1: mallet yeah where are they at
2: yeah, I mean, especially since Mallet said Mallet did directly say open the gate, Whiskey Jack or kick down the gate or something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's Mallet being like once again, super connected to Warren's and shit or if that was just mm-hmm. like poetic language. from. I think it was, I, that's kind I, of I, unfortunate in retrospect.
1: <laughs> I thought it was poetic, but yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Looking back. Well, I will say this.
3: When Gruntle was a tiger, this was good. Anytime Gruntle, anytime there's a big tiger involved, I'm very interested in the story. You are skipping way ahead, but I just Yeah, bud. I was just looking. Yeah, I was going to say. I was just peeking at the script. I just needed to slip in in there. I love a big tiger.
2: Yeah, we all love the big tiger.
1: I've been really thinking about, I have been, I've been considering just getting black stripes tattooed on my body so that I could just be a big tiger all the time. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean?
0: That wouldn't be a bad idea. That would not be a bad idea.
1: I don't see any repercussions.
0: <laughs> so, Quell later on is talking to, um, I think, Mappo. And I totally forgot that Mappo was even involved in this, by the way. <sighs> Did anybody else?
1: A little bit when we were first reading.
0: But he's starting to think that, I guess, all this traveling through the Warrens is s- destroying them, mm-hmm. scarring them in some way. I guess kind of makes sense. But also, like haven't we been doing this forever, guys? Wink, mm-hmm. wink. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm anti global warming in the Malazan world, which is what I, I feel like I'm gonna liken this to. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean it's interesting because like when you think about it, the Trigal Trade Guild is just some sort of like fucked up version of Amazon Prime <laughs> where they're like, <laughs> you know, running running through Warrens and stuff uh without any disregard for the terror they're leaving behind or like the but horses don't they, they lose. all do that kind of. What?
0: Haven't we all just been running through the Warrens? Not really. Oh, thinking yeah. About I mean, the... it's, yeah yeah, sure.
2: it's def- yeah, 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 it's definitely. It's definitely not like a, a, a specific commentary on on just delivery services at the, and especially at the time. Well, actually, I don't remember when this book came out. 2008. So there was no, you know. Yeah, I think it's
3: a little pre that type of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still just like, you know, hey, we're doing all this stuff for the sake of what things or, you know, because people give us money to do this thing. Um, I don't know. I, well, the, I, I feel the, like the shareholders. Right, exactly. The shareholder. Yeah, exactly. Calling them shareholders <laughs> is like just kind mm-hmm. of putting it right there for you. But I do think it's, I don't know, interesting to get kind of in a what about our carbon emissions talk, you know? like. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and what would be but- the implications of this then? I wonder. Like they just stopped? then magic is just over? Or is there still magic?
2: Well, I think they're saying, I think at one point Master Krell says, uh, says the words like we're sowing chaos through the warrens or something, which I think is, you know, that's the crippled gods whole shtick is chaos. So if they're, uh, if the crippled God is kind of this like far away power or whatever, the Trade Guild running through the warrens and stuff is kind of allowing the crippled God to reach his little fingers into all the warrens and stuff.
0: To be honest, I totally forgot about the crippled God as well.
2: I mean, that's that's fair because he's not like we talked about the, the the what is it? The dying God for a while. And we're like, yeah, that's the crippled God. And then it wasn't. Oh, yeah. So now, <laughs> so now I don't even know what, what the crippled God's up to.
1: Yep. That yeah. has really changed like so much for me in this book is knowing that that whole plotline had fucking nothing to do with the crippled God.
2: Yeah.
0: I just feel like it must have been a, a little intentional and we just kind of fell right into it. I think you're, I think you're Uh,
1: totally right. 100%. 100%.
0: We're a bunch of fools
2: here on the podcast.
1: You know how Steve do. All right. Um,
3: I don't know. I would actually love to hear from our listeners. I at no point made that conflation, but the three of you were pretty convinced and I wasn't going to disabuse you of the notion. So I'd be curious to know how many listeners also thought that. So. Mm.
0: Okay. Also, let's be real. These chapters kind of sucked i love
2: these chapters i i kind of agree there's like some cool stuff that happens but for the most part it's kind of just like here's where a bunch of people are like this is the most like i feel like i mean that's the book but also i just you know
0: no this was like painful but i i understand like you know i don't really prepare for this at all let's be honest but what i do do is look up what people think about it so that i could form my Mm. own opinions Ha ha ha! because i can't form my own opinions because I'm a Gemini and I don't have to explain that to anyone. But anyway, people really love, really love. And honestly, I feel like Josh is the people's people. Josh is the voice of the people for me in this podcast. And I'll tell you why. Because every every take that Josh like ever is like, this was fucking sick. I look it up and it's like, yeah, that was fucking sick. People loved that. Um, <laughs> I.E. The dead, the dead army, the Trigal Trade Guild. Last mm-hmm. off people liked that people were like this was this is cinematic genius I said this isn't even a movie it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just um let's just ask let me just ask you this question really quick when you're reading these books are you visualizing or are you just reading words
3: We cannot have
2: this conversation uh, on the podcast. <laughs>
0: Just, it's just a one, two, three. I'm just, yes or no. I feel like
2: we've had this conversation We've had this conversation, conversation. like
3: the fifth time we're bringing this
2: up on the show.
0: I just, even in, like, guys, I just can't understand. It's just words. It's so awful. (laughs) I hate it. But anyway, sweetest sufferance. Her grandpa worked for Hood, maybe? I don't really know. Honestly, no idea. No idea, no Completely lost about this blood versus honey all over your body situation. Completely lost about anything, anything that was discussed there with, I think, faint.
2: Yeah, faint Faint. and sweetest sufferance. India, I fully agree. This was like we're dropping words and we're like, yeah, and it's connected to hood, you know, hood. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, the revenants. Yeah. Remember, you know, you just learned about one eyed cat. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the Sigula from one eyed cat led the revenants. And then also apparently that was a really long time ago. Right. And also the 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 flies thing. Everybody gets it wrong. Nobody really understands the flies thing. It's and I was like, fly. sure, I, I guess this is what we're doing. The fly stuff was nonsensical.
0: Nothing about this is sexy. Let's just it's... be clear. Except for <laughs> Chalice. But.
2: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like very, like, I feel like maybe I should have been like, oh, wow, interesting. But I was also just like, I mean, kind of just like, this is just a bunch of words. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and also what josh was saying earlier was like i will get this at some point like i'll understand the relevance of this eventually so i guess i'm just gonna read over it right now exactly um, and keep keep note of a place called defiance last for a final battle or some shit i you know i, I guess i'll put that in my back pocket yeah i already forgot about that so <laughs> yeah i i don't fucking know dude
0: yeah, I don't really have much to add on any of that, to be honest. I it, question for the listeners. What did you think about anything there? I have no idea what it means. I have no I have no thoughts. Um if you're reading it like I wonder if anybody that listens to this is like reading it along with us.
1: Definitely. A lot yeah, of some people, people do. in here. Not a lot, I guess, but some, yeah. Shout out to
0: I am asking you right now to ex- literally just give me five sentences about what this meant to you. That's really what i thats all i need um because for me words no idea also these names awful yeah hate it but let's get into that i was just wondering if it made any sense to you guys and i'm glad that no um pb anything your face is telling me like those eyes are speaking volumes that little That little mouth smirk you're doing, volumes. You're giving me major when you roll your eyes like that, Jack Harlow vibes, and mm. oh
2: my god, uh, I, wow. you
0: what, stop.
2: That's that's high praise. What a me. yeah, yeah my high praise. Please,
0: I
3: have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot to say, but I think we should keep going and maybe dive into that big old sore we love to call Dragnipur and like see what's going on in there.
0: Before we before we jump into the big old sword, Dragon of Prayer, we need to just quickly, quickly stop at Precious Thimble and how she was essentially buried for days to and multiple people. And then like, didn't a lot of them die, too? Did I understand that correctly? So that they were able to separate their souls and do some astral projection shit. Is that is that what happened?
2: You got it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Guys, what the fuck? Yeah, Where does she come from and why is that a thing and why do people die and why if they have like only because that question she said was pretty deep. she said that they have like a little straw to breathe out of so what are you yeah. dying for?
2: Well she also said that she was four years old and buried for yeah. two days.
1: This sounds a lot like last book. Do you remember the, the Red Mask tribe buried their kids?
0: Could it be a coincidence that it sounds something like that?
1: No, uh, They
2: could don't perhaps don't be connected.
1: It I've could be, idea. you know, and I also don't there's, a, there, there's a great show called The Sinner and season three of The Sinner revolves around people burying themselves alive to like test, you know, to to break their minds. Pretty
2: interesting. Yeah. The Sinner's fucked, dude. The Sinner is fucked.
1: Are you
3: guys are you getting right. paid by Jessica Biel or something? What the fuck's going on that your guys are doing so many <laughs> so Jessica
2: who, Jessica is not in The Sinner. She's the ex, she's in the first season, but she's executive producer of the rest of them. OK. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know she got EP. Good for her. I'm pretty sure yeah. she's EP or, or something. Um, Pete, you wanted to skip it. ahead to to dragnip her, but you skipped the part that you brought up 10 minutes ago about Gruntle being a big fucking tiger. I already said what I wanted to say about that. Besides, like, do you think they
3: were flirting? And oh, yeah, hundo, beat. 100% flirting.
2: Yeah, the,
0: the panther and the
2: and Gruntle and yeah. the tiger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if there is any sexual anything between this panther and this tiger, I'm done with these books. Gr- Gruntel, well, the is-
3: am I seeing some sort of connection here? I don't know. You know? <laughs> I feel like they would kind of be well, a good pair, just so I think about it. Could be. Two big guys. Too many emotions. You know.
0: Too uh, many feelings.
3: Do you think um, Gruntel's a really emotional guy?
0: yeah i do
1: why do you think he's not pete because he can literally, turn into a tiger literally. tigers have feelings too
2: nice. and
0: not to mention like if if somebody let's talk about, yeah we don't even talk about the tiger thing they're both written
2: okay that's what the leopard says which yeah which i think just means like their spirits are like riding yeah. the souls of these animals which means they're in control and that's exactly, why she also yeah. says like when when we leave these tigers or you know these animals still hunt or whatever because gruntle was like well i'm not going to kill these humans and then she was like well it doesn't really matter because once you leave the tiger's going to do whatever the tiger's going to fucking do
1: right right
0: to be fair I never knew that that was the situation. I, in fact, thought that he turned into a tiger.
2: Well, it, well, it depends. Kind of, <laughs> he can turn into a tiger, but this is like he's having a dream as a tiger. AJ, you know I, I mean? hear you, but I was almost thinking about it in
3: connection to Gruntel and memories. I swear, it's like is is this more about him being ridden and like he is being used by Trake? And do you know what I mean like he is ridden as he is the mount to be rode upon? You know. But I think mm. I think I, I think what you said also is good. So I, I don't I think they can both.
2: Yeah, it's it, it, I do agree. But she then brings up later that something about them being unridden. So it's like when this when this leopard and tiger are unridden, they were just going to do what they're going to do. So I think. Right, right. Yeah, I think you're probably you got me there.
0: When I'm unridden, I do what I'm going to do. Exactly.
2: <laughs> we all we all just do what we're going to do. Um, I'm, You got to cu- give into to the animal, man. I'm curious if. The Aerosol are like old humans, right? Is that correct? The aer-
1: seems like
3: there's some, or, or not some the sort of pre- um,
2: precursor to humans.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah,
2: but haven't we haven't we met a precursor to humans?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. you're talking about the mage from the fourth book who went and saw yes. his dad, Laoric, yes. and there were those old humans there. His yes. name I've forgotten right now. Yeah, I can't... You are hurting my brain. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. Um, from 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 book four what's the high what's L- the high mage yeah yeah when lorik goes and visits his dad Osric in that past the thing, Chim- those, and they yeah. see ancient he's, humans yes. yeah they see the race that was like or yeah they see old humans yeah, are they not sure. the heiress then i guess they are I mean, that's, that's what, what i'm, I'm asking
2: are are they or are they not because they don't say i mean i guess because Gruntel doesn't know right i guess i don't know is it is it just seems like it's metaphorical or it's just like it's about the mood you know yeah, fair enough. Maybe I'm reading too much into this mood, this mood piece. But AJ, I think you're right. Let's say it is. So you know, why not stop me? You can't sure. stop me.
0: Okay. So are, are we we we're, we're good? And when you say Aristotle, do you mean the people that like are um pray prayed for him to come and help them, and then he came? yes so he went back in time
2: yes i mean yeah i this guess is so
0: stupidest fucking thing <laughs> this is the stupidest thing but yeah whatever. um
2: yeah the humans knew they were being hunted by the leopard so they prayed to Trake, i guess and then we like hey save us and then Trake was like okay i'll send my boy from two million years in the future <laughs> yeah and he'll know he'll know what to do <laughs> and Nothing. He talked Nothing. he talked to the leopard and was like, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna let you hurt them and she's like, Okay, that doesn't matter because as soon as I leave the it's just gonna do whatever it's gonna do anyway.
3: These books are good. Loving it. Loving life. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I, yeah.
2: I love them. Yeah, uh, for the record, um, Pete and I had a conversation last week, I think, before we were, we were originally supposed to record. And Pete had tweeted like two hours after we talked uh, from from the 10 Very Big Books account is like, I don't care what anybody says. Till the Hounds is actually a really good book.
3: Yeah, it is a good book. <laughs> Which, like, this is what I was smirking about earlier. And I, it makes me feel like such a fucking loser because It's like, I, you know, like we start this Malazan podcast and like I was the one who was like, guys, we should read these books. And it's like, Peter probably likes these books. Don't doesn't Peter. And it's like, maybe
0: to be fair, when you pitched this, I think you did like the books. Yeah. And And then I
3: feel like I had like a very rebellious teenager phase around books four or five where I was like, you know what? I don't even like these books. You know, I'm I'm. I've never been a fan of Malazan in my life. And now it's like I'm, I'm back to reading these books all the time. And I'm like thinking about all these books. Yeah. I read these chapters and was like, man, I loved these chapters. I cried. You know, I was like, damn it. Yeah. It's like fucking. Of course, I like Malazan. How fucking embarrassing. I have a Malazan podcast and I like the books and think they're good. Christ you know Pete, don't don't you, you, you can't you can't <laughs>
2: fall you can't fall into the uh being genuine is cringe you know you can't fall into that it, oh, it yeah. just feels
3: like it's cliche i have a malizane podcast and then people would think oh well peter probably likes
2: the books then yeah and you know what, what? the fuck I are, are you talking about <laughs> God why, why would you hate why would you hate start a podcast unless you're a fucking idiot have you met peter <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, yeah, no, I like the books, okay? And you can't, you can't, you know what? You can't get me, put me in prison, okay?
1: I don't know (laughs) if we need to do that.
0: In the sword, we're going into Dragonapur because everybody wants to go in, but
2: everybody's dying. I wouldn't want
0: to go in. So, everybody, we're going in. We meet Ditch. Did we just meet Ditch? We met
3: Ditch a while ago. We meet Ditch right? in the prologue, and I think this is the yeah. next time we've seen him. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I recall, okay. we have not t- checked in with Ditch in six hundred pages or something.
2: Yeah, they were some sort of nameless mage, and they were like, "I'm Ditch." I was like, "Okay," <laughs>
3: and I and I was like, "It's Ditch." <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yes, we basically might as well have just met Ditch. There's no, there's no. Uh...
3: Yeah, we learn a little bit more about him. He was. Killed by Anamander Rake, and now he's in here. He,
0: he meets some Tisty Andy.
3: Cataspala. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk a little bit about how Anamander Rake's a cool guy, um, and they both <laughs> are big fans. I just love the whole vibe in here. Love being in the sword, you know?
0: Hate everything about the sword, hate everything about this. But so, Cataspala
2: kataspa,
0: kataspa, yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: is blind. Yeah. Yes. I believe has no legs. Yes. Maybe. And he's like, hey, I'm here because Anamander First of all, I didn't Andarist? Isn't he fine?
1: No, and died. Andarist died.
0: By Anamander Rake?
1: No. No. Andarist. By the Tisty Eater. Yes. When so when they attacked to get the throne of shadow.
0: Okay, but then why then? Great. Glad we cleared that up. Did this man say that he blinded himself <laughs> because of what Anamander rake did to Andarist and the wife. Have you
1: well, that I think they're, they're talking about some
2: old shit. I can't remember what though. Okay, well, so, it had, so so
0: he blinded himself for literally no reason.
2: Well well, okay, so 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 Kataspala was related to Andarist's wife.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. I right. think
2: Rake I think Rake might have killed Kataspala's sister and then just attacked andorist or something but india it was my understanding as well because because in the book he says uh uh uh, ditch asks who blinded you uh and kataspellas says when i saw what he'd done what he'd done to his brother to my sister to my sister um so i just assumed that he meant he killed them both but
1: no well no because andorist was alive maybe it was the like banishing andorist to the first throne or something maybe maybe like the or not first throne, the shadow throne area maybe he just i mean I don't know, India, I don't know if you've noticed, India, every one of these books is super dramatic about everything. Mm. So, like, he could have just not invited them to the barbecue, and he would have been like, I can't believe this, <laughs> and stabbed his own eyes out. Hmm.
0: That was, that's it. And then yeah, Asslar. What the okay, fuck? Okay,
2: wait, wait, wait. Did, um, there was, a, I mean, there was certainly a lot of shit of them, just like, uh, of Cataspala just, like, saying a bunch of shit. But the one thing that did stick out to me was the, the the tattoos that Cataspala has put across all of these dead bodies that i guess if you look at them from really high oh, up yeah. they make some sort of pattern and i think ditch is meant to be the center of that pattern i think that's why he calls him the nexus i yeah. i don't fucking know what this means ditch or- ha-
1: did Ditch has some power or something. There's well, like Ditch some is a vestiges. Mage, I think. Yeah, so yeah, so they're going to use him as like the conduit to like maybe ex- make an explosion and get out of there or just kind of destroy this ward inside of Dragon Pearl. Some bullshit.
2: Yeah, definitely some bullshit.
1: And then Absalar's definitely sneaking around like
3: yeah.
1: thinking about how she should have.
0: How did she get in there?
1: This is not our Apsalar, India. This is the this actual is the goddess Apsalar.
0: That's what I thought.
1: Absalara. That mm. is the distinction. There's an extra A at the end.
0: That's the
1: that's the God who and she was murdered. She was killed by Anna Mitter- Rake. I don't know. Thousands of years ago. Who fucking knows?
0: I remember that person. I thought I was and I was thinking I was like, this doesn't make sense because I couldn't even. Why would she be here? But then I was like, maybe she is. Maybe I missed it. It wouldn't be the first time that I missed something huge happening. Um, no, that was
2: that was my bad. And also the tour reread said Absolar, not Absalara. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I would have thought they were the same. I would have thought they were the same. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's it. That, that's all we have for that in the sword, PB. Uh, anything else? You you were really hyped up about this sword, so I just want just to make sure. Is there anything else that happened in this sword that we want to touch on? Any any thoughts? I don't know why you're Final attacking thought?
3: me right now on the podcast, Ninge. Um, <laughs>
0: I'm... Th- I am not attacking you. I am just making sure that you are comfortable with where we are going.
3: Knives are out for PB today. And I feel like I've been doing nothing but supporting you on the show.
2: So M- more like more like glass onion is out. I was, gonna the, 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 the title I was going to make a knives joke about it. mystery. I'm so Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on <laughs> back to the city of blue flame.
0: <laughs> where should we go? I don't want to. I don't, I don't even, this is so, this is, there's just like a lot. There, this is where there's like a lot of random shit going on.
2: Yeah, ask Let's Josh just, what he thinks about all the assassin stuff.
0: Josh, what do you think about all the assassin stuff?
2: I'm glad you asked, India.
1: Um. I think they're. can you specify,
0: actually? Uh, yeah, all of it.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, I think it's very funny how many of, well, Hmm. No, I'll say it. They're, they're not real. I think it's very funny how many of them died in the attack on the bridge burners. Um, <laughs> comedy gold, we are going to go in with overwhelming force. That way there's no casualties. What's that? Actually, we just, you know, half of the guild gets obliterated in one battle. Great. Love it. Number two, I just think they uh, really need to talk about their power structure. You know, we haven't really seen it much, but I would really like to know a lot about the structure of this organization. Is it like, are there... You know, coven, small groups. We know a lot about the Claw ship, but we don't know anything about this group. And I would love to know more about that. That's the stuff that gets me going. Um, I know India would hate it and would skip over it, as she rightly should. Um, but I would love to see all that. So, and that's about it because there's not much uh, in the in the assassins here.
0: All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Then we see Thority and Gaz. There's really not much there. When I at what point though? Like, did she find out? that he was killing people to spare her life.
1: It really feels like she's always known, right? Yeah. I had I no idea.
0: Say. I had no idea about that.
1: I have a question for the podcast. Imagine, if you will, you loved someone with all of your heart. They were your one and only forever. Okay, imagine that. How yeah. many people could they kill before you went, oh, I probably got to go
2: report that? One. <laughs> If it's just walking around streets murdering someone for no reason, one person But isn't it
3: for a reason? Yeah, so they don't kill you. Spare
1: your life. (laughs) Yeah. That's it's for you. I would I'd give them at least two. That's (laughs) even I was gonna say
0: seven. Fool me one. I've
1: always said at least. I said at
3: least That's (laughs) even worse. You've discovered I'm out on the streets, I've murdered six people. You're like, Peter, that's unacceptable. And I would go, well, in fact, this actually is because of you. I did this to save your life.
1: I killed these six people, so I didn't murder you. See, but here's the deal. I'm a lot, and so I, in some ways I get it, you know what I mean? And so, like, if it's a one-off thing and, they're, you know, now they get to recharge, it's not going to happen for, like, 14 more years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> if you really love me so much that you want to kill me, but you don't, because you love me. Isn't that just like the greatest compliment anybody could give anyone?
3: I'm with Andy India. that. No,
0: it is in fact
3: not. And I would actually <laughs> discourage that to me.
0: I've learned though very recently that I am one toxic little thing. So <laughs> this is not the question for me. In fact, I would be over the moon I... if somebody said, I'm just killing people for you. I would say, really? Like me?
3: You did that for Thank me? You. Oh my god! Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, but my moral compass has never been um, like super accurate.
3: I have to tell you, um, part of me is like really keying into the gas authority plot line um, as just.
0: I wish it was more. Yeah.
3: And it just seems, did you say it w- you wish it was you? <laughs> no, she said, wish I there said was I more. wish
0: there was more.
3: Oh, you're, you're looking for a gas is what, is what you were saying.
0: Uh, I'll take at this point. I'll take what I can get. Yeah.
3: Well, no, I just feel it's like I don't know. I'm really interested, and I almost I, I I agree with you guys. I wish there was more, you know, interested in the dynamics around this marriage, around like I guess the gender roles they're playing. I don't know. It's interesting, making me think. You know, don't worry about it, bro. Yeah, just, agreed. Just be a plant. You know what? What a good message. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't really get what that means, but. I'll take it. Look, Um, we could all focus on being a plant. Um, Yeah. So <laughs> can, can, can. then we move on to meet up with Lady Envy. Wait, wait, wait! Mister. Sorry,
2: really quick before we do that, I just want to touch on the the one city guard or like whatever who talks to like the 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 guy who whose job it is to like pick up the dead bodies and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, cells exist. You know, cells. They're really really tiny and they make up yeah, everything. Yes, and yes. So fucking funny to me. And then the guy's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, it was good shit. I just. Wanted to really bring that up, uh, because it was a it was a nothing moment, but really, really tickled me.
1: Very throwaway. Thing. I I loved it too. Loved it too. Lady Envy
3: time. Yeah, a Lady Envy's lady in Envy. the house.
0: Well, really, there's not much um for the Lady Envy meetup, but it was just nice to to had like to revisit and come back to her. Anybody can explain to me again who Fisher is would be awesome.
1: He's the Bard from not the Bard.
0: Traveller and Fisher are two different people.
1: They are correct. Yes. F- Fisher Fisher Kelthath is the bard from the bar that Bridgeburners were in. He also writes half of the epilogues of the
2: entire series, and That's it's being right. revealed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he's yeah. helping Dewicker write a song about the Chain of Dogs. I think we should all go around the table. Cutter's
3: gonna go meet up with Chalice. Good idea. Bad idea.
0: <laughs> bad idea.
1: But bad like, idea. but like, also the right idea. But, like, bad idea.
0: It depends. Does Chalice have feelings for Cutter? Because if not, Cutter's just going to get his feelings hurt.
1: (laughs) Also, hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. Mm. Cutter is wrong, correct, about... Because it it really feels, in my opinion, implied a couple chapters ago when she fucks that dude that she has not had legit sex before. And then Cutter's like, oh, she's inviting me to this house. I bet she fucks there all the time. He's off the mark there, right? Or in, like, the mysterious, vague time between these two events, has Chalice just gone, like, full bore, this is my fuck house?
2: Um, uh, he's probably wrong. I don't know. I feel like he's got to be wrong. But I also don't think that, I also think she could have a secret house that's not just for fucking. (laughs) Well, she definitely has that. It's just the question is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: AJ, you didn't really say
2: if you thought it was a good idea or not. I think, you know what? I'm going to say it's a good idea. <laughs> Why not? What makes it a bad idea? Cutter can, Cutter can handle himself. I'm sure Cutter could, could <laughs> kill uh, uh, fucking what's his name if, the, if it came to that.
0: I just feel like the whole ending of this is just kind of like whatever. So
2: To counter that,
3: uh, this whole sequence where they're talking about how it's okay to be sad sometimes uh, made me cry. And I really loved it. So I'm sad. I'm sad sometimes, and I'm sorry if that's not okay to say on this show. You know,
0: that it's okay to cry.
3: Yeah, maybe it's okay to cry sometimes. You know,
0: it's okay to actually cry all the time. In fact, it's weird when people don't cry. I actually just kind of want to skip over all of the things that happen in Durudistan and just go right to Harlow. Hmm. Thoughts? Oh, does anybody feel like? There was anything relevant that happened. There's a dead Segula. What? Don't and even when know. did the Sagula come back?
2: I don't know. You know they're that around. That was weird.
0: Is it? Be, and where does Lady Envy's Sagula friends?
2: Well, I think uh, I don't remember who said it, but a few episodes ago, somebody said that they think the lady that Torvald is working me. for it was is me. Lady Envy, and I think that I think that might be right. I crushed it, yeah, I was very happy about that.
1: Unless yeah. that's not, unless he's talking to some other mysterious new lady, but it, it really feels like that's the right answer.
2: That feels correct to me. There's Segula there, she's called a lady. Mm-hmm.
0: So now these sisters are together, I, what is the point? There's just so many things that are happening, guys, that it's just mm-hmm. like, for me, all of this stuff is happening and yet I don't understand why how it's connected at all and thus yeah. it makes it very difficult for me to lead an episode.
2: I think I think what's happening is we have we're now in book three of this book, and we had just finished up like the dying god plot line or whatever, so we're now like back to square one where we're setting up the players for whatever's gonna happen for the second half of the book. So there's yeah. just a whole bunch of setup and like reintroduction to people and stuff. Um, so I don't think it's unreasonable that it's just like, hey, what the fuck's going on?
0: I gotta say, your girl is just very overwhelmed with it but such is life so harlow honestly this is stupid too
2: <laughs> harlow really? talks to harlow talks to the guy who's in charge of like keeping track of him and it's like you got us both whipped because you lied about where you were going stop doing that just tell me the truth and Harlow's like here's a lie and then the guy's like well don't stop lying to me and then that's that's kind of the whole thing
0: yeah yeah
2: still bummed that harlow's a a, a child slave but but yeah that's, that's yeah that's, that's kind of that whole bit <laughs>
0: yep and the and then the little underground guy has his legs and they're they're figuring it out so he'll come out soon and then something will happen who knows what any ideas any ideas what that underground guy is what he's gonna do who he is what's the relevance i don't know guess we'll find out
2: yeah he he knew raced they 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 fought each other raced put him in the hole there
0: i like raced now though
2: and then he found his he found his his old old weapons I, that was wild to me. I was like, I was uh, uh, agog, I think, at that moment, you know.
0: I wonder if he's bad.
2: He's looking for a throne, and we haven't met a good person looking for a throne yet, I don't think. It's true. <laughs> That's
0: true. And also, if he got mixed up with race, who's kind of crazy, but also very funny. Race yes. is the funny one, right?
2: Race is, yeah. yeah, he was the tyrant in Gardens of the Moon, and now he is, just hangs out in the Azath. Is just like, I'm here, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cried, and I just feel like no one else took a cry break, you know. Just now? Well,
3: I mean, not. Yeah, I guess just now. Yeah.
0: Josh, when was the last time you cried?
3: It
1: was two thousand about a month <laughs> It was about a month ago, but before then, it was over a year. See, Josh.
3: Do you
0: think you'll cry on your wedding day?
3: It's possible. I was surprised that you said about a month ago. I was like, Josh is not a frequent crier. I thought it was gonna be so longer time.
1: No, I, I got too, emotional at like an end-of-year bank. I was giving awards at this end-of-year banquet, and I was getting a little emotional about my seniors. oh um, Yeah, but before then, over a year.
2: So it's very hard for me to cry. Well, you know what it's not hard for us to do? Move on to, Move chapter, on 14. to
0: chapter 14. Move on to chapter 14!
2: Nope, thank our patrons <laughs> on Patreon. Okay! I was so excited. <clears throat>
0: We would love to thank our beautiful, wonderful, loving and sincere patrons who make it possible for everything that we do here. Wow. At 10 very large books. Nice. Just kidding. Yeah. 10 very big books. Mm-hmm. Ah. Thank you patrons. We love you so much. Two. Sophie. Thank you Sophie. Thank you Zach. Thank you Riley. Thank you Nina. Thank you Sean. Thank you Sam. Thank you James. Thank you Amy. Thanks Phil. Thank you Jake. Thank you James.
2: Thank you all so much for your support on Patreon. It really does it really does mean a lot and it really makes this show uh, a sustainable thing because this is my main source of income—not this show specifically, but podcasting. So, thank for you a all. split second, I thought you meant this show, <laughs> and I was like, "I need, I need to step it up. <laughs> this is how AJ eats." Um. I mean, Josh, I would appreciate still if you stepped it up. You know, that would, that would no, help. No, it's too late. It's too late now. You lost your shot. Fuck. Um, there's patron episodes. Pete just put up a thing about uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Rime of the Frostmaiden specifically, but I think also generally oh. generally adventure books uh, and D&D thoughts. So if you're interested in that, hop in there. And for just $1, you get access to the entire backlog of all of our content. So that's fun. Of which there are like a dozen or so, plus a bunch of just like little things that Pete has recorded uh, randomly on the uh, in in uh, across the world and posted without <laughs> telling anybody. But all that being said, let's move on to chapter 14. Chapter 14 Quell asks
1: Gruntle to look into Hood's realm to see what's going on. Gruntle suggests they ask the corpse who came with them out of the warren. The dead man calls himself Cartographer and says that Hood, who has never commanded them, is now telling them to come. Quell and Gruntle enter Hood's realm, where they now both see the army of the dead marching. A Segula commander approaches them. And tells them Hood does not intend to use the army against the living. Talk, Whiskey Jack, and Verkalian join them. Whiskey Jack says that Gruntel has lost all his followers, but that they are not in his realm. Tok says that the gate to where they march is closed to the living, and that Quell and Gruntel should stay away until the choice is taken from them. As Quell prepares a portal for their departure, an undead dragon rises from the barrow nearby and follows them through the portal and flies off. Traveler tells Samar and Karsa that something is happening. He says they're being tracked, not just by the Great Ravens, but by the Hounds of Shadow. Karsa goes off to confront the Hounds. Skintick recalls Andrus's death and his own. He asks Namander why they saved Clip. Andamander says Arantha said clip is needed. In a deep cavern, Endist Salon meets with Andamander Rake. Rake talks to Endist about why he did what he did so long ago in Carcanus. He says without the blood of dragons, the Ande would be dust. Rake says he and Endist will find the strength to do what must be done. With Kovian, Sirdaman asks if the Redeemer could summon the Talani Mass to fight Selind. Edcovian says he will not, that what he gave was a gift. Edcovian admits that if Selind defeats him, that it is his fault. He tells Sirdamon that believers second-guess the ones they claim to worship. And when asked what they're supposed to do in a god's silence, he says, they have every choice in the world. Selind thinks to herself, how the Salmon Kelec has brought her clarity, and that she wants to grant the Redeemer that same clarity. On the Path of the Hounds, Karsa runs into Shadow Throne and Cotillion. They try to warn Karsa of the Crippled God, and Karsa says that his destiny is his own. Shadow Throne explains that he and Cotillion have also denied civilization. He warns Karsa not to get in Traveler's way and Karsus says he and Traveler have an agreement to stay out of each other's way. Karsus flexes that he killed two Daragoth and leaves them. The Ascendants talk about how the spirits in Karsus' sword were proud. There's a huge storm heading toward the Trigol group, and Quell tells Mapo to get inside. They're storm riding.
0: So Quell and Gruntle, I feel like I need to be very clear about the T in Gruntle.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um, <laughs> Enter Hood's realm. Who do we see? Who do we find? But no other than Top, Whiskey Jack, and some name Brukalian. Forgot yeah. about that guy. What are you guys They're- thinking? How did you feel? What did you think? Did you freak out?
2: I did. Yes, for sure.
0: What was okay. From my understanding, actually, what was your understanding of what they're doing, this army of dead, and where they're going, and why they're doing this? Because, to be fair, it, it's not clear, and I still have really no idea, that. but it seems like they're trying to do something not bad. So, what do you think, Josh?
1: I mean... It seems like they're going to go fight something terrible, and it's something so terrible that it, to me, talk is implying that the dead, when they die in this battle, will probably cease to exist or something awful. And so, uh, I, can, uh, I can only imagine whatever happens at the end is not good for anybody. But no. definitely, I don't think they're going to fight, like, it's going to be a good fight, you know?
0: Some might say they're fighting the good fight.
1: Yes, yeah, some might.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Now. The dead really should cease to exist though. So is it that bad if they die? Um, I really wasn't expecting Whiskey Jack. That was such a pleasant, pleasant surprise. And they
1: did a good job of they called him by his rank a few times. And then I was like, there's something about that rank I'm forgetting. And then boom, there it is. And then we
2: got the we got the Iskar Jarak Whiskey Jack. Drop, right yes, that, Josh, they call him Iskar Jarak. Yes, they shot him. two books ago or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they did call him that good job buddy. Did I make
1: that did I call you that did. shot
2: you really yeah, did. you guys tiptoed what around? Was the shot? it. the shot was that uh, whiskey Jack's new name is Iskar Jarak because that names get fucked up in Malazan Yeah, so
3: Josh yeah. you, you kind of touched on it. I'd be curious how quick in this whole
1: sequence you guys were like put that whole thing together you know not as quick as i wish because i've for- i've completely forgotten that i made that called shot but really funny. um yeah but i mean relatively quickly i guess more for me it was more like iskar jarek that's that youtuber and then i was
2: like wait, nice. wait a minute
0: that's what i thought too is it not
2: it is but it's also whiskey jack
0: is that not his real name then
2: his real name is not iskar jarek.
0: don't you guys call him that well, yeah, that's his handle. Well, that's
2: yeah. his like internet handle. That's, that's, that's what he goes his... by online. He he doesn't go that's by. That's not on
3: the birth certificate. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Go didn't by you
0: his... talk to him? Like, didn't you like do a thing with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you call him then?
3: I address him as his because that's how he preferred to be addressed.
0: Shut the fuck up. That is crazy. This I thought that was this man's name.
3: Imagine no. the coincidence. You're born one Iskar Derek, and then halfway through your life, you pick up this series <laughs> by Canadian author, Steve Erickson. <laughs> and then what the fuck? <laughs>
0: Is this about us?
2: Is this? <laughs> this is about me? There, uh, who is it? Gruntel has the thought, Iskar Jarek. I seem to recall he had a different name. And then I was like, oh, okay. Josh was right. <laughs> so I yeah. guess, thank you, Josh, for telling me. Because I wouldn't have realized until they they called him Whiskey Jack. <laughs> I'll have to go back and find that episode. <laughs> <laughs> good, good luck. Reflect on how smart I am. Yeah. I do also want to say here, we we Gruntle talks to a, a, a Segula. Uh, who I think is the leader of the Revenants. So I guess. Oh, I, I, that's And, a and good we know call. Whiskey, Whiskey Jack was involved with the Cult of Hood and stuff. So I think. I knew
1: that. And I assumed that was one of the reasons why him and Talk were at the forefront of this, was because yeah. of the Cult of Hood. So I
2: guess they're being led by the Revenants, which I just realized now that, that that's why that conversation was relevant earlier <laughs> about the Revenants. No. Yeah, smart, smart. Yeah.
0: Great. Good um, shit. Moving on then we're leaving we're getting out of this little hellhole that we're in only to be followed by an undead dragon Who is it? I don't know Why did it come out? I don't know. How is that allowed? I don't know. Why can't just anybody walk out then? I don't know, but this dragon did come and we I guess don't know what that means. So cool.
2: Not yet anyway Yeah, yeah, we don't know where um, it came out right a yeah, Barrow, right, but we don't know where right
1: Well, it's in the warren that
2: the Trigal Guild are with.
0: Yeah, I thought it was in Hood.
1: Yeah, it came out of a barrow in Hood's realm. They mentioned, they were like, well, these are some weird hills here. It's almost like a barrow. Boom, dragon pops out of one.
2: Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Okay, got it. I thought it, like, left the Hood's realm. To
0: be fair, I could be wrong. It
1: did leave. I mean, yeah, it left Hood's realm and went through the same portal as, you know, Gruntle and Quell.
2: Okay, so now it's in it's in the real world.
1: Well, no, Quell no. and Gruntel are not in the real world. They're in a separate Warren, but we don't know what Warren yet.
2: Got it. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Right. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So yeah, now there's just this this undead random dragon somewhere that we don't know. <laughs> right. And then we check in with the favorites, of course, Traveller, Samar and Carsa. Traveller and Karsa, I'm surprised, are like fine. They're bros. And they're being followed by Hounds of Shadow. I don't know where they're going, though. Where are they going? Traveler, Karsa. Dude, they're
2: going to Druidistan. Yeah, okay.
0: Is everybody by the... Are we thinking that we're going to end <laughs> yeah, up in... Yeah, we're, we're all just ending yeah. up in Druidistan again, then. We're just coming back Well, home. I don't know.
1: It's tough, because we're really set up in two big locations, because there's also fucking uh, Pale. Is that what it's called? Pale? hmm Yeah? So there's also pale because that's where like the Andrus troop is going. But you know how these books do. Maybe they maybe their path takes them through to sand and they'll just stop there. Also, real quick, Animander Rake definitely going to kill himself, right? Definitely going to sacrifice himself and Endus
2: Salon in order to break some fucking Tisty Andy curse. Well, I think that's I think Endist is going to kill Anamander, but he knows. this. Oh, because in the very see, beginning, w- as soon as he talks to Endus Salon, he's like, hey, come with me. You're going to betray me. <laughs> and yeah, is like, you're what? right. You're right. You're so right, AJ. Uh, That's what I think is going to happen, but that also seems like it's too obvious. (laughs) No, it's got to be, though. Uh, We'll see.
0: I honestly, like, just even thinking about... And Anamanda Rake is the one with the sword, correct? Yes. And so they're trying to get out of the sword. Mm -hmm. And now there's this man that's also going to betray him. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I just... Putting together some puzzle pieces there. Were you gonna yeah. say something, Adrian? Well,
2: I was gonna, I was gonna ask what you think's gonna happen to the sword. Oh, that's a great question.
0: I feel like it's gonna break. Parapodic, yeah, right. Maybe that's what I was
2: thinking too. It's gonna blow up or something. Yeah. Maybe Endist kills Annamanda Rake with the sword, and that
1: makes it explode or something.
2: Uh, maybe. I. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know because ah. don't know. because Draconis was killed with the sword, so we know that the person wielding the sword being killed doesn't change anything yeah i guess that's true but you know there's but now there's a whole m- bunch more dead people in it and there's a some sort of symbol or something so maybe it's like we just need animander's blood and then and then that'll you know complete the ritual and we'll all be free or yeah something. I, I don't who know. knows that i mean that's on brand
1: for this fucking series yeah
0: i was wondering when we were going to come back to um like in this thing to clip and yeah all of them because i don't know clip is weird and
2: yes i just
0: i I wonder how and why he's still alive but do you guys have any ideas as to why they like what is going on with this clip storyline and i genuinely am unsure also where are they let's just let's just kind of touch base here
1: i don't know i'm very now that they've done their shit i'm very lukewarm on them (laughs) i would like them to get where they're going and i would like clip to die personally Mm. and who's and
0: I agree. Absolutely. Clip fucking sucks. Um, he also just like randomly kills like a ton of people all the time. And it's just uh, kind of frustrating.
3: Here's a counterpoint, though. Isn't Clip the most interesting member of the party? I feel like I've c- become a the, the Clip fan. And I just like just want to just wanted to share that because I feel like everyone else in that party is, is is jealous of him. Is Is maybe
1: how I would say, you know, you know. I'm not even going to talk back. I'm not even going to respond to that. <laughs> wow, Josh.
0: I I just feel like, PB, you are always like, oh, my God, I can't believe these people killed these people. They're so bad. They're so awful. And I hate them. Mm. And yet, Clip.
3: You say, I, I hear you. I hear you. But in my mind, Clip is a very good fashion sense. And I think that
2: should be taken into account. I was gonna say, Pete thinks a clip reads as hot, so that's fine. That clip kills yeah. people. <laughs>
3: yeah. What about all the jewelry? Don't you think he accessorizes well?
2: You know. I do. Yeah. He's,
1: he's got. He does have those rings. Uh, yeah. See, Still you, you have that, a lot that, of rings.
3: That. I think if maybe if you kill someone, maybe that could be okay. You know. Hmm. Well. And then you tell. You gotta tell Pete. It's, it was for. <laughs> yeah. Pete. What. what <laughs> I did this for you. I Tell you that would be very upsetting. <laughs> to what me. if it was
0: seven people and I did it for you? Would you turn me in? One hundred
3: percent, I would turn you in. There would be not a there would be not a hesitation in my heart. Wow,
0: I'm glad I know where you stand.
3: <laughs> well, I'm, um, that's a that's a pretty bad thing. So, you know, f- fantasy murders a different story. But Pete, did you cry? Did I feel you cry like I really brought ticks. the mood down with Peter <laughs> would turn in a murderer. So sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just I just never knew my best friend was a narc, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's where it comes down to. Sorry
2: for <laughs> Peter not wanting to be complicit in murder. OK, God, I. Uh, What'd you, what'd you guys? What'd you guys feel about uh, Skin ticks like deep, deep, deep depression? What'd you guys think about that?
1: I was not well. I mean, some of the funniest people are the saddest, so I guess it's kind of <laughs> you know on brand. Yeah, he you know he was making us all laugh, but
3: underneath the underneath the smile, Aj.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. did, I, I, I did really like when Namander's like, I just think maybe I shouldn't be alive anymore. And Skintick's like, no, I feel like that. You can't
1: feel yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, we can't both be depressed. <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and, you know, Namander,
2: <laughs> it's not how this works. Yeah, anyway.
0: Done with that. There was really nothing there. Nothing Nothing of substance, nothing interesting. Moving on to the meat and potatoes. Endist. Nope, not that. That's done. We did that. I don't want to go back to Endist and Namander. Are we good with that? We kind of talked about it already.
3: So what's sure. the meat and potatoes inch?
0: The meat and potatoes is very freaking clearly itkovian and Celind? and I thought Celind was good. So what happened?
2: Oh no, Celind turned real bad last chapter. Yeah, they, they, the they pumped bo- her full of that. They pumped
1: her full of that drug, and she kellet. went crazy. And now she's dancing.
2: The 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 two. So they were the so so at the Barrow of the Redeemer. Shit started going bad, right? And then we had yeah. um, Monk Rat and uh, the other guy who I can't remember his name. I think it starts with a G. But they used to be they were from the Panion army and they were part of the group of people who were just like wreaking havoc at the Barrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Spinock takes Selin and is like, you know, gets her better. And then she has this whole revelation of the Redeemer. And she's like, OK, I have to go. I have to go talk to the Redeemer and see what's up. So then she heads back to the Barrow of the Redeemer and doesn't think about that. There's still a bunch of bad people there. And then monk rat and i still can't remember his name capture her and make her drink salmon kelleck which is the blood yeah. of the dying god or whatever that drives you mad uh so she went super she she went like nutso and seer and selind had a huge fight at the end of the last book or the last section of this book mm-hmm. i think that's it no you're, you're <laughs> pretty much did it.
0: well she sucks now and yeah. uh, needs to be put down. Um, <laughs> who's gonna do it? I don't know. hold is Helena Mass? I don't know. Yeah. What are you guys thinking?
2: Oh, you know what, and you know what, you know why I think you missed it, End, because that was the episode that you and Pete were together. So I think you were you were too uh, enamored being around PB. Yeah.
3: Aj, I would love to know if how this Ecovian struck you. I feel like you're someone who often brings up on the pod the rhetoric around gods and worship and the relationship mm. between, um, gods and their followers or ideas and their followers. Um, yeah. And, you know, it Covian here is speaking a bit to his experience. I, w- I just wonder how it struck you.
2: Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I mean, you know, I always like, like you said, I always like these conversations, I think. Um, and I like it Covian as well. So that also helps, <laughs> but I, I, th- thought it was interesting, uh, hold on. When incovian brings up this idea of, like, he says something, and Seerdoman says, like, I'm not one of your believers. I don't worship you. And Edcovian says, uh, precisely, it is the curse of believers that they seek to second-guess the one they claim to worship. And Seer says, in silence, what choice do they have? And Edcovian responds, every choice in the world, my friend. Which I think thought was interesting also he calls him by his real name which is which is sweet um he calls cyrodomen by seg de travos uh which yeah is, i thought that was cool which is neat but i think this idea that like believers second guess the ones they claim to worship i, I think is is accurate because like hence the reason there are like you know three different or er, three there are like dozens of different sects of like christianity or whatever who or or right? Yeah. Christianity who like choose yeah. pick and choose the things out of, you know, the Bible or whatever, whatever version of the Bible they are, you know, referencing. They're like, okay, this is the correct one because this aligns most with, you know, with how I feel. I I don't know. I think that's, that's a, a pretty, a pretty good point that like true believers, quote unquote, or it's impossible to be a like true believer usually because people are always trying to, Impose their own will and feelings to these deities, or you know, God, whatever they're worshiping.
3: Yeah, interesting. I feel like I read the passage in kind of a different sense. Let me hear it, baby. Well, I, I mean, to me, this I read it more as in regards to and speaking about, um, you know, what do people do when their God doesn't answer their prayers? You know, mm-hmm. and to me, I felt like and was was looking for some sort of absolution here some sort of abdication of his responsibility in saying that you know well these people could do whatever they want you know they don't have to pray to me you know i you know Mm -hmm. if they don't respond and they keep praying that's like not on me you know and i don't know i don't really think of my spirituality like that and i and i feel like he's presenting a very strange idea there so um,
2: I see what you're saying about he's kind of like looking for abdication of like, you know, well, it's not my fault. I don't respond. But I think he's also saying like that's kind of his, that. I mean, that is like the point is like uh, of of that. You know, it's it's the believers uh, curse to second guess the whatever, because like if your God doesn't respond or whatever, then, you know, you're supposed to take some meaning out of that. It's like, oh, well, then they're not meant to respond. So then, you know, the choice is left up to you what you do, because it's not up to God or religion or whatever to tell you what is good and what is right. I think it saying like that is up to the individual person and people can just choose to be good. They don't need me to tell them to do good. Like we don't need religion to be this moral compass. People can just be good you know?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I guess I can't get away from I, I feel like it could be like, I don't know, shirking responsibility in a way, you know? Mm.
2: Yeah, but I also don't think he like, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't ask to be a god, but I think that was kind of his relationship with uh, what what was it? Fenrir? Yeah, Fenrir. I think that was his relationship with Fenrir, especially in in the later years where Fenrir just stopped talking to them. He's like, okay, well, it's just up to me to, you know, take the suffering of all this Talani mass and just, you know, it, unless Finer tells me otherwise, like I think this is Finer's will and I think this is the the right and correct thing to do, so I'm gonna do it, you know. So I, I think that's the philosophy that he had in life and the philosophy he takes into his ascent, ascendance, his his goddom or whatever. But I, I I can see where you're coming from that it is just like no, it's not my problem. But
3: doesn't but doesn't it <laughs> sound like he like sat in silence and you know, held the faith, so to speak, or like held to his ideals. And mm-hmm. I feel like here he's like, well, why are people worshiping me if I'm not responding to them? Do you know what I mean? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, eh, I don't know. I think I think he's uh, I think he's responding to this idea of like Salind who like wants an answer or whatever, or these, you know, these worshipers who are who are praying to him and these like if they don't if I'm not responding and they want me to respond, like I'm not gonna, they should find a new God. Like That's not, that's not how, that's not how we roll here at Redeemer LLC. You know, we're not about responding here. We're just about doing the thing. So if people can't deal with that, then that's what he's saying. It's the curse of them to second guess. So, you know, they must think, oh, there's a purpose for him not responding. I must not have worshiped well enough. Uh, and he owes me an answer, which I think is, is he's just saying like, that's not true. That's not what gods and, and deities are there for. But I feel like we're going to keep talking in circles. So I think. Maybe. no, I mean, I, I I, don't really even I think you, you said a bunch of stuff
3: I, I kind of really vibe with. I just think uh, I was really tuned into the the motivation of that. But I definitely get uh, like maybe it's just my baggage. I definitely get like very Christian vibes off this whole thing. You know, or it, maybe it's just my Catholic upbringing. I don't know. I definitely.
2: Yeah, I think it's just general, generally religion, maybe. I, I don't know,
0: honestly. I just took a siesta.
2: You yeah.
3: took a siesta. And I could tell me and AJ were chatting, but it was yeah. really just got, got me and it. Yeah. The I was
0: steam having a great time listening. My, I, if I had any steam in my sails before, or, or wind that's gone now. So because the hands were like following Carson and all that fun jazz, um, he runs into his boys, Shadow Throne and Cotillion, where they try to tell him, oh my God, don't go, you know, loving up on the crippled God. And he's like, ah, been there done that i already knew that um but thanks i don't know this just all like I, I feel like Cotillion and Shadow throne just told carso things that he already knew and then carso was like yeah 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 i know i'm not i we're all good here uh you guys me traveler we know we're, we're boys we're working we got this um and and we'll be on our way and you guys go do your thing you don't got to like follow us around like we're totally cool here
3: I have to, tell I don't know about you guys. I feel like I walked away from this conversation uh, hating Shadow Throne and Cotillion
1: even more, you know? Yes. Yeah, they were a little much, for sure. Really?
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Well, they're like, they're they're always const like, they're always hinting. They never want to really say anything. They're always acting like they're guiding. But in this case, like, you know, Karst is just like, Yeah, I fucking got it. Um, It's pretty simple stuff to not mess up here. Uh, All right, peace. And then he leaves and they're like, ha, we really showed him. They're a little insufferable sometimes, especially when it's just the two of them afterwards.
3: Yeah, I guess I see it. They're very insufferable and smug. And, you know, the, the fact that they're in this conversation being like, we're the same, Karsa. You know, he's like. Was enslaved, broke free, and was like, okay, this all sucks. Civilization sucks. Let's be a revolutionary and destroy civilization. And these guys built the a huge rulers. empire, ru- ran <laughs> armies, conquered countries for years and years and years. No, and but then Pete, at the Pete. end are like, actually, we're above it all. We're actually transcending civilization. I'm above society. Yeah. yeah. They're not the fucking same. Do you know what I mean? These guys are not the fucking same.
2: They had to pull themselves up by their bootstraps to get this empire started. You know, they had I a knew small you were about loan to say that and a I million hate murdered people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think, like, they're not, they're obviously, they mean what they say, that they've, like, left civilization behind, but they've left it behind in very different ways, and I do not, not that, you know, I have my problems with the carsa. I just, like, please.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't really mind them that much. But then again, I don't really pay attention to anything that they say because it never makes sense. So
2: India, we're on the same page. Yeah, definitely. They, anytime they talk, I'm like, whatever I don't get. Sure. And then afterwards, when Carson leaves, they're like, it feels like after Carson leaves, they both just go. Oh, <laughs> they were just like, you know, afraid, yeah, I, afraid of him. Big I do like those yeah. scenes where like the, the face drops,
3: so to speak. And it's like the two of them just like, oh, you know, chatting as <laughs> friends.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, eventually, you know, it's kind of crazy that we've been around these people for, like, the entire series, and they're, like, pulling the strings, and yet nothing that we've seen has really come to, like, any resolution
3: for them. Well, I also just feel Um, like it's like they're pulling the strings by we read a whole book, and then at the end someone's like, well, you know, Shadow Throne, like, playing that whole thing. And you're like, (laughs) okay,
0: sure.
2: (laughs) If you say so. Yeah.
0: And then there's a huge storm, and then it's over.
2: Yeah, we're, we're we're storm chasing, baby.
3: That's right. Bill Paxton's out here. Sharon Stone's out here. We're on the hunt. Wow. Is that
0: a movie reference?
1: I've never seen it, but yes, it was Twister. Twister, baby. Good movie. Wild.
3: Never time. heard
0: of it, but I do know who
1: Sharon Stone is. Um, of go. course.
3: Uh, she plays the villain cool. in Catwoman. Oh. C- Sharon Stone's Didn't know most that. iconic
1: role. Halle Berry's Catwoman. Halle Berry's Catwoman. Wow. There's not another one. I don't know, maybe in there's more in my heart anyway. Not mo- whole movie about Catwoman.
2: Oh, okay. Let's wrap up this recording, well,
0: huh? Yeah, I hate this. Um, <laughs> this
2: is a long one. We're, we're about at two hours. Yeah, yeah we'll cut down no, much, oh, yeah, much, yeah. much less than that. Wow, H-A. much, much, much. A lot of
3: unusable material in this one. Brutal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Thank you all for listening today. That about sums this up. That's it. AJ, Peter, Josh, take us home.
2: Wow. I, <laughs> I mean, that's you're sunk back into the couch. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I'll do my regular credits thing. So, like, we could. <laughs> yeah. You
3: know, thanks. Thanks for listening to the show.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. See ya. Wow.
0: When I say come, you say passion. Come. Passion. passion.
2: Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here, and I'm so sorry for the week late episode, but don't worry. That just means you get back to back episode release weeks next week as well uh thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast if you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes you can always email us at 10verybigbooks at gmail.com or tweet us at 10verybigbooks or you can head on over to our discord bit.ly slash vbb discord that's capital v capital b capital b capital d discord that link will also be in the show notes thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on patreon if you'd like to financially support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks that link is also in the show notes and as always, thank you so very much to Dan geserick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest Bobby Vanilla Day takes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track is by The One, the only amaranthon from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in just one week on July 8th, talking about chapters 15 and 16 of told the hounds i'll talk to you then and thank you so much for listening
3: there you go start happy start birthday now. <laughs> thank you <laughs> happy, happy father's um, day i should say shout out to my dad what up this we nice. recorded one on mother's day. day too both my parents getting shout outs
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I'll shout out, I guess, to mine, then. Shout out, guys.
2: <laughs> well, you don't have to shout out. <laughs>
0: they, like, yeah, I, I want to shout them. They're fine. Okay. I mean, do they deserve if, yeah. an entire day?
1: Does anyone?
3: Does
0: anyone, yeah. Does anyone? Um...
3: Wow, Martin Luther King anyway. Jr. doesn't deserve an entire day. Jesus oh, okay,
1: Pete. Okay, Pete.
0: Okay, oh, Peter. God. Coming in hot.
3: I'm not the one who said um, it. In.
0: Listen, you, you. Yeah, yeah, you were. You actually were.
3: I I um, think some people should be celebrated for a whole day, and and I'll stand by that position. Okay.
0: Um. And in fact, wow. Happy Juneteenth. Speaking of celebrating, oh, there we go. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
3: happy Happy Juneteenth, indeed. You know, celebrating thank two you. holidays. Thank you,
0: thank you. 1865, baby. Um. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, Juneteenth. It's who knew what Juneteenth was before? Like two years ago, I didn't. Uh, I
2: I had the distinct pleasure of learning what Juneteenth was live on a radio show in college <laughs> because we were just like looking up holidays for the for the year. And we were all like, what the hell's Juneteenth? That's a silly name. And then looked it up on the radio show. We're like, oh, fuck. Why didn't we learn about this holiday in school? Uh, it's a fun thing. I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I Break why. it down for us, Josh.
0: It's called yeah.
1: racism.
2: AJ. Oh, Shit!
0: What's racism? Not in America. (laughs) Not in my country. We had a
1: whole movement. All right, you people got what you needed. Whoa!
0: Fucking (laughs) man! Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: Oh. slash s, please.
0: (laughs) We're coming back. We're coming. Oh my god. Um.